0: Certainly won't fault you if you maybe park a little bit wonky this morning as the weathers continue to be kind of gross. I mean, man, if you were out last night, it just felt like a chill just kind of moved in over the valley and the wetness definitely doesn't help. Ames with AJ on VFX. And actually, ironically enough, last night, I also figured out what my most likely scenario is to end up being on Park Narks. Uh, so when you pull into a parking lot, right. That's got spaces next to each other, right. They've got the two. So there's, you can park in the two cars, face each other. You pull out into the alleyways, and move down. Of course, when you can, you pull all the way through. Right. And what I've come to realize is I always, just to make sure I'm so nervous that I'm going to leave my butt in, in the parking spot that I pull through. Right. Cause then you have to worry about backing up, which is so much nicer is that I feel like I pull way further ahead. Cause when I had my car, uh, earlier this week and did it, I definitely, definitely missed it and pulled way too far out. Now I wasn't necessarily sticking my nose out in the alleyway, but I think it was close. Last night I was going to, my girlfriend's guards, a backup camera. And it's so nice. Cause then I was like, Oh, and I backed right up. But there's definitely a time last week where I was like, well, I don't want to stick my nose out. And I left my butt in over the line. I was like, Oh, I feel so bad. Cause somebody did park next to me. But that is my most likely situation. I feel like to consistently end up on Park nurse. Luckily, I think, fingers crossed, nobody got a picture of my car. But somebody did a good picture, obviously, of this week's nominees. And if you haven't voted, go to Utah's VFX on Instagram or on our Facebook, pinned at to the top of our page, Utah's VFX. Nominee number one, close enough, is a vehicle that the reason this one made it is because it's so annoying because it, it what happened is it, it tried to a uh, parallel park at the bottom of that hill of Utah state that I'm blanking on the name. And they got to the 45 degrees. I think they curb checked. And then he said, well, that's fine. But the thing is like they pulled, they cut it close enough to the car in front of them. And there's like a half space behind them besides the space they could fit with the car behind. There's more than enough space to just come up a little bit straighten out. Like they, they could easily back up on more enough space to do so. But they were like, absolutely not. And they just got out. And the nose-in isn't technically in traffic because there's a bike lane there. So there's fine. People are fine to drive through still. But it's just so... It's lazy. It's lazy. Nominee number two, you're here for a minute. Right? Right? Looks like some kind of get-together happening on the street. And this SUV decided, ah, you know, it's okay. We're going to be here for a while. And parked in front of a driveway. That has a car in it. There's 100% a car in this driveway. So they better hope... That nobody has an emergency, nobody's trying to bounce anytime soon, because they blocked them. Utah's VFX vote for the worst parker on our Facebook page, on our Instagram, it's pinned to the top of Facebook. Of course, you see terrible parking, safely take a picture and submit it to our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Utah's VFX. Now, a couple times we get these park narc nominees and we got to figure out what's going on. We try to we put a little context, like what's the backstory? Uh, There was a mystery that happened here at work that I forgot to tell you guys about. Now, I missed it, but let's just say a few cars definitely had to get car washed, and we have no idea why. What happens if you're parked, something happens to your car? Borderline vandalism. Of course, you try to get to the bottom of it, figure out what it was that was used to vandalize your car, who it could have been, where it came from, what time it happened, Aims with AJ on VFX. Well, we had quite the mystery here at the workplace late last week, and I forgot to share the story. So without further ado, me mom, producer Butters, fill in the blanks.
1: Okay, what happened was I came up to the front. Okay. And three of our colleagues were outside.
0: All right, that's weird, but okay.
1: Um, and they come in and they're like, "Look, look outside, look at our cars, look." And I was like, "What? What happened to the cars?" So, I automatically look at my car because it's, like, sitting up front, right. too. And they're like, right no, there. no, not your car. Your car got spared. Go look at our car. So, I go out. Well, I don't even go outside. I just go to, the like, the little lobby area place thing. Uh, and I look out the window, and there's, like, both of the trucks were, like, covered in something. Like, there was, like, splatter. So, I'm thinking it's mud until one of them goes, like, oh, if you go right up to it, it gives you a wonderful smell.
0: See? When I what? looked at it, I thought it was, like, cement. What? So, wow, okay, so more, more, please.
1: So the running theory is an airplane flew overhead and dumped human waste on their cars.
0: Gross. That's what we're thinking, and, you know, the cops were called. and And nothing was filed because they couldn't sort anything out, and nobody wanted to report that their car had been covered in that but they said the weird thing about it is that it looked like it had just been dropped from straight above because there was no like like it wasn't like it was moving so you'd see like the trail right if it was moving away or north or south whatever it looked like it had just been dropped from straight above and it was just a splat all directions but where did it come from of course the radio ranch isn't that far away from the, the airport so that tracks is something that could have happened but is that a common occurrence Does that happen in cash values? You're just randomly dropped? Because, wow. And there's, to this point, there's still no answer. Cops couldn't shed any light on it. Not going to find out anything else. So everybody just went and got a car wash and kind of called it uh, as an unlucky random mystery. I'm just saying that is a weird occurrence. And, of course, you go from, like, Super livid that that happened. then trying to super concerned is to trying to figure out why it happened. Did someone do it on purpose? Do you have an enemy all of a sudden to all of a sudden, maybe you just laugh a little bit. Cause you're like, this is just weird. Nothing really's broken. So that's good. But who's dropping poop on cars? <laughs> Actually a little bit later this morning, <laughs> paranormal day was yesterday. And talk about that along with something else. But uh, I'm just saying it's not out of, the realm that paranormal activities happen here, and uh, uh. speaking of otherworldly, of course, if you have siblings, some of them can act or seem like they're from some other side. But with National Sibling Day happening this week, Mom made me talk. I'm just kidding. Finally, getting to the bottom of the answer: oldest, middle, baby, which one's best? After *Magic Dragons*, that's at about uh, six minutes on VFX. Yesterday, before National Sibling Day, being the oldest, I felt like the most appropriate thing to do was to ignore it and then come back the day afterwards when somebody's paying a little bit less attention and then talk nice about my siblings because mom made me do this. AMS for AJ (laughs) with AJ on VFX for the debate at eight. Now, a a survey was done on what's the best, oldest, middle, youngest, and the correct answer, regardless of what the survey says, is that it's youngest. 36% voted for oldest, and there are definitely benefits, don't get me wrong, You set the, you get to be the one who actually figures out who you are where everybody else has to fight against it, which thing that blew my mind will come against, come back to that. 31% was second with youngest, but it's youngest. When it was just me and my brother, because he's three and a half younger than me, he was the one that never got in trouble. And then my sisters came along. uh, They're a year and a half apart. They came 11 years later. My youngest sister, Rosie, she absolutely gets away with everything. She is impossible to get in trouble. She is 100% the baby, and that's benefit right cruising now as the oldest of four I will tell you the one thing that is absolutely benefit the actually major downside real quick is the fact that you're always in trouble like I've gotten in trouble for things my siblings did that I wasn't involved in and then I'm supposed to know better and like tell them and be the leader and I'm like I wasn't there that has legitimately happened multiple times that sucks but you get to figure yourself out and kind of be you And unfortunately, the younger ones have to kind of buck that trend because everyone assumes that they're kind of the same. So for my brother, I always felt a little bit bad for him afterwards when I realized, but like, we had a lot of the same interests. I played lacrosse. He played lacrosse. I was in band. He played band. I was in radio and TV. He was in radio and TV. And so he leaned into it early because everyone was like, oh, that's AJ's little brother when he first got in high school because I graduated and he was in the next year. But then at the end of his first year, he was finally like, no, I actually kind of hate this because I want to be my own person. And I feel like he went super hard the other way. And I feel like my little sisters get it two ways because my oldest sister obviously influences the thoughts that my youngest sister gets. But they also get the, the stuff from my our family about being like us because, for instance, my oldest sister is kind of uh, – like me, we're kind of aloof sometimes. Like, we're just n- not always there. Our brain's kind of always wandering. But my youngest sister's actually more like me in terms of attitude because, like, she's the one that just goes code. Like, she's hard to get a hold of at times. And I feel bad because they get it inside, but then they also get it from me and my brother. Like, oh, you're like your brother's like this. And you would think after enough time, right, especially in those teenage years where you're you're kind of trying to find your own thing. And so everyone's finally like, "Hey, by the way, you're like this. You do this. You do this." Kind of gets annoying, right? Cuz you're like, "I'm that's great, but also I'm not that." So let's see around that, right? Let's try that on for size. So that being said, I think the best way to finish this while acknowledging all that is to say that uh my brother is one of the most fearsome planners who has always had a vision for himself and executed it no matter what has said. Uh, My oldest sister, I think, is probably the bravest because she, I think, is in a way a lot more different than all the rest of us and has had no problem carving her own path despite what other people have said and figuring things out on her own despite people wanting to put us all in a box of siblings. And for my youngest sister, I think for her, really the thing I would say is that uh, I think she's probably the smartest she learned uh, the fringes of what she could get away with and how to handle things within our family a long, long time ago. She is way more intelligent in handling that than I ever was or would have been. So, love them all. Happy National Siblings Day. <laughs> uh, Mom maybe me do no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just it's a classic joke, right, Mom? You go see something nice to your sibling. Uh not done with National Days. Actually, National Paranormal Day was also this week, which is weird to me. I mean, I don't know necessarily that you could group holidays in weeks, but going from National Sibling Day to National Paranormal Day is is weird. It's like having to say something nice to your siblings had to be followed up to by some kind of out-of-this-world explanation for why you would do that. Speaking of out-of-this-world explanations, why would you pay for food if you're just going to rob the fast food joint? Doesn't that seem counterintuitive? Because I'm going to guess, especially in this day and age where cards are paid for everything, someone might have seen your name. Might have seen your name. And speaking of paranormal, a ghost! Well, not really. Now, I've heard of casing the joint as someone who likes to think of themselves as probably a little bit tougher than they actually are. AM's with AJ on VFX. Florida or not, so I could certainly understand maybe doing a little bit of scouting, but that, I don't think that involves making a purchase and then immediately robbing the restaurant. Headline number one: A man pays for an order at a Taco Bell only to immediately rob it afterwards. Okay, pay with card. Now, look, nowadays we could be no, nobody looks at the name, right? Nobody's like checking the back to make sure it's signed and stuff, so they probably notice. But you still put your your right, your record is there. Like they can go back and look at that later and be like, oh yeah, it was this come Stupid. So dumb. So absolutely dumb. And in honor, apparently, a Paranormal Day being this week, a uh, drunk guy, headline number two, a drunk guy passed out at a motel. Then when cops came to try and find him, he draped a sheet over himself. Now, no word if he went, Ooh, go away. The guy you're looking for isn't here. But I don't think that would work. I really don't. What an idiot! Apparently, he wasn't trying to be a ghost. By the way, he would just—he thought it was a foolproof play. Like they'd be like, "Ah, there's nothing here, man. This sheet—it's uh, yeah, it's not suspicious whatsoever. Not a lot of thought. Very like one brain cell shared between these two dumb criminals. Do you think robbing a fast food place after you've already ordered there somewhere along that line of the same kind of anxiety you get where you don't really want to be the jerk who says something when the order's just slightly incorrect? A's with AJ. Florida or VF on VFX. Like I remember one time, not quite the same, but like I was out to eat breakfast with my parents and they're notorious for being very harsh critics of the serving staff. And my order came out wrong. Like I ordered a platter and it was supposed to be the like lunch platter It came out as a breakfast one. It was still fine. And then they noticed at the end, I said, it's not a big deal. It's not sh- 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 sh. Don't say anything. You think it was like that, and then he was so this guy ordered, and then they got it kind of wrong, and then he went up there and then panicked in the moment. It was like, yeah, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to take it. Give me all the money in the register. Maybe. Story number one, a man went into a Taco Bell, placed his order, paid for it with a card. Then while waiting there, of course, they came up and said, order number 75, and they came up, and then he pulled his gun, and he robbed the place. Now he hasn't been caught yet, but since he paid with a card, they're only going to have one matter of time before they track him down because he paid with a card, so he's in the system. He's in the system. Story number two, <laughs> a drunk guy uh, uh, forced police to get a call after he was in a motel and causing a scene. He was apparently kicked out. They said they'd arrest him if he came back, but he came back anyway, so cops finally made their way around, and he wasn't in the room. He tried to hide for him. So he draped a bed sheet over my himself. Myself, what am I doing? Over himself. They found him sitting outside a chair fully covered in a white sheet. They actually took a photo of him and said he does kind of look like a ghost, but they pulled the sheet off and oh my gosh, a magic trick. It's the dumb criminal. <laughs> it's like a it's like a toddler, right? how does a toddler hide? They stand behind those drapes, like you can see their shoes, or they'll stand behind something that's not quite as big as them, and you're like, oh no, where are they? It's basically that. He he picked something at least this time big enough to fit over him, but, I mean, barely. Barely. So, shared, max, a brain cell, I think, even though I tried to try and find a logical way to work my way down from story number one. With that being said, gosh, who do I think is stupider? Because there's no way number one's not going to get caught because he used a card, right? And there was no way number two was definitely going to get away because... It's a sheet. I mean, I, something about the sheet to me screams, like, that's the one I want to pick. Like, that was your best effort? Because they gave him a warning. He could have gotten away. So since he didn't heed and he dressed up like a ghost, we're going to go with story number two. <laughs> Which unfortunately happened in May. And I got to tell you, that's about the second story in a week for a state that has, I don't think, ever showed up in Florida Knot. A little bit concerning. A little bit concerning. Let the record show. Use your brain cells, kids. Use them. Florida Knot on F X Okay speaking of out of this world Or dumb decisions I am notoriously cheap I also have tattoos So is it possible That those two can be combined And I'm here to tell you I absolutely would pick Instead a tattoo that everyone tells you You should never get Instead of a random free one You've heard me say if it's free it's me So of course as someone who has tattoos And somebody's giving them away If it's free it's me Absolutely not. A.M.'s with A.J. on VFX. Apparently, there's a Virginia tattoo shop. that got paired up with uh, Duke's Mayonnaise, which is based in the same area, and they're offering free mayonnaise-based tattoos. One day only, you get to show up. They've got a bunch of other designs. You can come up with something else, but the only caveat is that you have to get something Duke's-based, mayonnaise-based. And you will get a free tattoo. So with that being said, Taylor's on the phone. Taylor, my man, you interested in getting a free tattoo if you have no control over it? Hell yeah. Why not? I mean, I I have an assortment of tattoos already. So what more is it going to kill me? I actually love the idea of having uh, someone you know, give me a tattoo that they think would look good on me. Especially if it was for for free. (laughs) Bring on the tattoo. Man, okay. So, uh, look, the two things there. Yes, it's free, but I mean, if they think it's okay, I'm not. I don't want to take anything away from tattoo artists. I'm sure the tattoo artists will do great work. Fingers crossed. But uh, how many ways can you really like glam up mayonnaise? So here's the thing. So I've got two tattoos, and credit to my father because for so long I had to hear the same thing. You better not get a tattoo. It's way you only have one skin. You hear all the stupid cliches. And because of him, it was very important to me that my first one really meant something to me. So on my left upper arm, I have the serenity prayer because it's something I found while I was in therapy that I felt made me, was easy, allowed me to calm my thoughts and get through the stuff I was dealing with. And I never forget, I legitimately got it the week before I went on spring break with my father and we were going to Arizona. So it's not like I'm pulling out long sleeves for this. So I go with him, we get on the flight, we fly, blah, 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 blah. I feel like I've been relatively sneaky because it'll sit under the the t-shirt. And we're, get off the flight, we're working our way through the, the, the airport to go find our ride and my stepmom goes to the bathroom and all of a sudden my dad lifts the thing up and he goes, what's this? And I was like, uh, nothing. <laughs> and then he reads it and completely shocks me. He goes, yeah, I guess that's, that's pretty cool. And it's only because I got something super important to me and I explained it to him later and I've got one on my back for my siblings and there are a bunch of others I want, but they're all significant to me. One is super nerdy, but it has to do with my childhood. But to me, the idea, I guess making me a tattoo snob, the idea of just getting something random has never appealed to me because there's limited canvas space and I was like, if I'm going to put something permanent in my body, I want something to to mean something to me. But now, in a day and age where it seems like more and more people are getting tattoos, maybe that's the way you differentiate yourself. You just get the random ones. Online, Nicole, Nicole, what about you? Random tattoo, no control, but totally free. Are you doing it?
1: Oh my God, no way. No amount of convincing bribery would I get a tattoo on my body if I didn't know what it was, part of getting it.
0: No way. That's permanent. I only have one sexy body. (laughs) That's true. That is absolutely true. The thing is, maybe if it wasn't mayonnaise, it'd be a little bit more open to it because, like, mayonnaise. uh, Make mayonnaise look cool. No, no. And I tell you what, actually, the tattoo everybody tells you never to get is something significant other based, right? It's a curse, then you have to remove it, all that. I think I would rather get that tattoo of a significant other, something, a name, something related to them, than go sit down for some random Duke's Mayo tattoo. No offense, mayonnaise. I think I would rather risk that. That is how much I'm absolutely against this idea. Free or not. Hard pass. Hard pass. Speaking of difficult decisions. So yesterday, if you got caught out in it. In in Hiram, by the way, I was working. it It was sunny. Then it was cloudy. Then it rained. Then it snowed. Then it was sunny again. Then it was windy and cold. All within a two and a half hour span. But with all that being true, it was generally chilly throughout. It just got colder. Is that the worst set of working conditions? It's everybody's favorite time where the weather's supposed to be a little bit nicer, but yet Utah's like, well, not quite. And so you're not totally sure what to wear. Actually, the worst time of year, AMs with AJ on VFX, is when uh, weather is, it's like cold in the morning. So you got to dress a little bit warmer, but then the sun comes out during the day. And your car just is absolutely baked when you get in. And you just like, oh, you got to roll down the window. And so it's like not that warm out, but you're like needing, needing to aerate the place. But that being said, so I had the broadcast for the spring game, uh, the soccer game last night with Mountain Crest. And all in the same game, it was sunny, cloudy, rained, definitely snowed, sunny again. Then it got windy. It was by, I was freezing by the time I got home. And the question is, would you rather work in the uh, hot sun or extreme cold, which is the worst. Because I can tell you, over the last couple weeks that we've done spring sports, last night was okay. It was more so the walking to the car part that was uh, awful, but there was a lacrosse game, I think it was at Skyview, a couple weeks ago that I did. It was freezing. They did a running clock to get the game over faster in the second half because, nope, like the players, the refs, all of them were like, absolutely not. Angela commented said she'd rather work in the cold because you can always add more layers in the heat. There's only so much you could take off. That's that's true. I I got to be honest though. I think I would pick the heat. I think you know, as someone who who <laughs> literally lives in hoodies 24 seven, even in the summertime, I'll be in them. I think I could tolerate the heat a lot more. But I say being in that box, and maybe I'm a wimp. That's fair. That's a fair shot to be fired. I just I was like, oh, just let this game be over. Oh, please just let this game be over. As opposed to like last night, like <laughs> first world problems, but the, the heat had been turned on in the press box and it was dying. So I'd turn that off, open the windows to try and aerate it out. Like that, I, I, felt, I felt better dealing with the heat, and le- like unless I'm just sweating profusely because that's just a danger to equipment because there's no right answer. Obviously, there never is for Would You Rather Wednesday. But I think I'll take the heat over the cold. Cause at least then I can have a little bit of functionality. Like the more layers you start adding for cold, it just feels like you start chitter chattering, and then you're not speaking correctly, and then all of a sudden you get that scene from a, a Christmas story, like I can't put my arms down. Would you rather labor, labor, excuse me, in the extreme cold or the extreme heat? Utah's VFX on our Facebook page. The poll of the day: There is apparently a set of foods that, by the sheer mention. We'll start an absolute argument, but that can't be possible, right? It's food. Yeah, we all have our particulars, but what what foods could you just mention and all of a sudden there's a borderline fist fight? Now, it has always been my wish at some point to end up at a food fight in, for, in my life, but food causing a fight's ridiculous. Everybody loves food. It's usually my big thing about people being picky, especially since I love to travel. I'm like, how can you be picky about food? It's delicious. Ams with A.J. on VFX, but a list was released of some of the top foods that just mentioning this food will cause a fight. Ironically enough, number one on the list actually got me into an argument last weekend, and it's hot dogs. And the reason it brought me up, because I was at a a Utah State softball game, and I was like, man, I kind of want a hot dog real bad. And uh, the uh, girl I was talking to was like, okay, wait, 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 what are you going to put on it? Because I'm, I'm from Chicago, so I want a traditional Chicago dog. And I don't want none of that ketchup stuff. <laughs> like, I was like, well, uh, okay, uh, dang it. I knew this was going to happen. Because, like, the Chicago dog, right? It's loaded with all kinds of vegetables and stuff, and I've had it, and it's okay. Personally, if you ask me, I would love a chili cheese dog. That's the one I'm going to go with. So I was like, okay, I was like, well, let's not come to blows here. Let's not come to blows. <laughs> also on the list, pizza, because. Everyone has to argue about which topping goes on, what's the best style, what's the best place, what's the best type. And I was like, oh, man, pizza, the great unifier, but it's because people care so much. But, yeah, and never, 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 never put pineapple on it. Even though I'm trying to make the case that these don't start arguments, I will fight. I will fight. Also, now listen, this one surprised me is ranch dressing. And the, the argument they say that comes up when you bring it up is grosser nectar of the gods. And I know that there's some people that don't like it, but I mean, that's got to be like such a minute minority. Can you really consider it an argument if like 95% of people like it to some capacity? I feel like most of the people in my life like swear by it and that's cool, but I, I don't feel like there's too many people where I'm like, Hey, should we get some ranch or something? And a bunch of people are like, no, no, Though it's worth noting. I think my brother's one of those people. He's very much not in a ranch mindset or Mayo for whatever reason. He, like, went on this health kick first stretch, and was like, eh. he, like, snubs his nose up at him. But he's, he's a special occasion. He, he likes to pick fights sometimes. And then the other one I wanted to mention was chili, which, again, I've never heard an argument brought up over chili. No one's ever been like, you want chili? I'm like, wait, wait, how are you doing? It never happens. Everybody loves chili. But the argument is beans versus no beans. And yet again, despite the fact I'm trying to make this case that I've never heard the argument, I have a bunch of friends and a future sister-in-law. Who don't like beans, which which blows my mind, by the way, because uh there's so many choices. Like, there's a lot of beans. There's black beans and pinto beans and chili beans and, and all kidney beans. There's all kinds of them. By the way, all the ones I've mentioned in the chili I have at home right now because beans are great. But growing up, going through high school, two of my best friends didn't like beans. And we loved Mexican food. And I'm like, how? 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 I don't out of all those, ironically enough, pizza's the one that would quickly get me to a ten. Most of the other ones I could make do. Like ranch, yeah, take it or leave it. Chili, yeah, I prefer beans, but if it's not, it's still chili. Put it in my face. Hot dogs, uh, I am not gonna don't want the Chicago dog, but you know, whatever's available, I put on it. Relish, disgusting, by the way. So we're all clear. Pickle base, absolutely gross, same thing. Um and so we disproved it a little bit, right? We 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 you and me, right? We we're not arguing about it. Just we're just now salivating and i apologize my stomach's actually rumbling at this exact moment i'm glad we got that out of the case i'm not so confident though about arguments at my eventual wedding in fact it's something that terrifies me and frankly why i think the guest list might get trimmed down but maybe maybe it's being a little bit overblown I got married did, did you have did you have some kind of argument that happened at your wedding something that really just sparked something if food at just a mention of a word can cause a fight. Why wouldn't it happen at a wedding? You got people inebriated. You got family who maybe doesn't mingle all the time. It's legitimately one of my biggest concerns. Ams with AJ on VFX. Because for my brother's wedding, I tell you, the biggest hassle wasn't planning. It wasn't setting up. That was all long. It was all exhausting. It was making sure to maneuver certain parts of family, stay away from each other because they couldn't be around each other. And I'm concerned, after doing my brother's, that's why my wedding, I think, is going to be significantly smaller than his is. But question is, maybe maybe overblown. That was that was over, what, six years ago, five years ago, this fall. So anybody else have, like, some issues come up with their wedding? Charlie's on the line. Charlie, what happened to yours?
1: Yeah, my cousins got into a fight because, well, there was a lot of alcohol involved. Right. And there was some weird business deal or stock thing that didn't go the right way for them, and they got into it a little. Didn't last too long. Got a few punches in before it was broken up.
0: So that sucks. Don't get me wrong, Charlie. But at the same time, like, isn't that kind of, I don't know that the wedding venue really affected that one. It's terrible that it happened there. And of course you should scold him. He's like, Hey man, this is not your day. Like you're ruining a moment, but that just sounds like your cousins would have done that no matter what. So are there, are there segments of my family that would potentially do that? Yes. Are they going to get invited? No. So, okay, not not super concerned about that. I'm feeling okay. Uh, also on the line, Sarah. Sarah, about what about you? What happened at your wedding? Who got into what? So my dad got in a fight with the wedding DJ. Oh. There was, like, this disagreement over the bill, and towards the end of the night, my dad requested that he wanted to give a speech, and the DJ was like, no, I'm not going to give the mic up until you settle up with them for the night. Mm. So there were some words exchanged and then some fists, but thank God they all sorted it out. I was initially gonna say that your dad might have been a little bit in the right because, like, he got his services, but then if there's a disagreement, that should be written down somewhere, right? Oh gosh, that that's bad. I'm sorry. Then they get the scene being made when somebody's trying to give speech. The biggest thing, the biggest thing for me is both me and Ashley being children of divorce might have to maneuver certain segments of family rounds so that we had to do it at my brother's wedding with my family, and, and then on top of that, you kind of get the. I'm not saying. I don't want to speak ill of Ashley's family, but I saw it with mine. You get this kind of one-upsmanship that happens. And so it stops being about the wedding, and it starts being about who can outperform who. More annoyingly, that actually kind of featured all the way up until the wedding. And then, of course, you have all the stuff. Oh, you should invite this person. You should invite this person. It's like why only I think like 17 people are going to get invited. Very unlikely that the 17 people I'm going to invite are going to get into a fight, right? Fingers crossed. Legitimate, huge fear. it it, it didn't really move still neutral at this point Um, maybe some act of the other world can help me have a calm wedding when we finally get to that day and ironically enough I still think it's weird that National Sibling Day was followed immediately by National Paranormal Day like it took otherworldly powers to get you to say something nice and recognize your siblings but that being said we live in the to quote Gus Busters Spook Central does the moon Count as paranormal if it's not like werewolf or vampire involved. Ames with AJ on VFX. It's the debate today. Paranormal Day was yesterday. There's a bunch of stats released to it. And <clears throat> it's one of the things that's really sparked uh, since moving to Utah because, again, Spook Central. But like one of the stats on there is uh, people, 55% of people think the full moon makes us behave in strange ways. And I guess if it's like makes me behave in strange ways, like, oh, I'm transforming, that's one thing. But like, more astrology and astronomy-based than paranormal, and it—like nitpicking here—but I'm, and again, I hate to do this, but the moon affects the tides. We're mostly made out of water, of course, it affects us. That logically—if you flush it out—that logically makes sense. Nobody says, "Look, no, I'm far enough away." Yeah, and the big bodies of water you are too, but somehow that works. Whatever, bro. Uh, so the interesting thing is, most of the people in this building believe in them in some capacity. Except Ajay was on, which I think he... he I, I don't know how much more evident he needs to face before he finally buys into but he said no. In fact, if you followed the after show, Mima just gave us a story uh, the same day as the car mystery about um, she believes that her spirit of one of her dogs that passed away sticks with her because she occasionally feel the, just the weight of someone or something, I guess I should say, get on the bed with her after she already has her two dogs up there. But she also did share a terrifying story of someone felt like getting right next to her ear while she was trying to sleep and just going <sighs> into her ear. And as, as I said then, as I'm coming up, arms flailing. I am just swinging across as much ground as possible until all of a sudden I figure out that nobody's there. So a couple of the stats for you. 25% of people think it's possible to have tele- telekinetic powers and move things with your mind. That would be awesome. 60% big believe in Bigfoot. 22% in Loch Ness Monster. 20% believe vampires, werewolves, and zombies might exist. So more people believe in vampires, werewolves, and zombies than they do in Bigfoot. And I'm willing to buy vampires because it's kind of their whole thing is to be hidden and maybe there's a hidden world, right? Oh, no, I'm speaking to... I don't know. But zombies, like, I feel like we would have stumbled across zombies. Like a government experiment, maybe. Like, Bigfoot's legit. Like, there's Bigfoot groups. There's Bigfoot uh, books, Bigfoot sightings. Uh, There's plenty of people that have friends with this show that have had really interesting stories that kind of terrify me. Like, road tripping is one of the things I love very much. And the older I get, the more I don't like driving at night just because, you know, just not as fun. Mostly deer. But then the more I hear about the paranormal, thanks, Utah, the more I'm like, mm, mm. Sun's starting to go down. Maybe it's time to call it. My experiences I, I had like one, one, two minor ones before I moved here, and I feel like I've had a bunch more. There's definitely a Ranch ghosts That has absolutely been proven. Um, I had a medium call in that said that there is a ghost cat that ha- follows me around in my house, which is true because stuff gets knocked off, and it's not like it just randomly falls. It, like, legitimately seems like it gets knocked off by a cat because it's the most random thing that falls. It doesn't touch anything. It looks like the cat just bats it who wants attention because randomly certain electronics that I'll play with will get turned off. And again, cat being feisty. So let's just accept that the paranormal is real. On top of that, uh, let me pass on credit to Mima. I said that if you say you're not welcome here, should deal with most if you feel uncomfortable spirits. So there's your advice for the day. Now the fun part. My brother actually asked me this brain buster, quote, unquote, the other day, and it took me a second to come up with an answer, but the meme is on our Facebook page that I magically stumbled across, and I figured, okay, well, we're talking about Paranormal Day. What kind of entities can you generate out of someone passing when you're talking about paranormal? Because there's zombies and ghosts. But por qué las nos Picture that it's like the middle of the morning. You still haven't quite woken up. You're starting to get into your groove at work, and all of a sudden you get a text from your brother sibling, significant other, someone super close to you, knows you well. A.M.'s with A.J. on VFX, it's the debated eight, and they text you and say, hey, can a zombie and a ghost come from the same person? How do you deal with that brain buster in the middle of the morning when probably very unlikely you were like in even that realm of thought? You were very probably not in, operating in the paranormal, just being like, na, 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 na. very, very unlikely. But ironically enough, the meme came up. We're talking about paranormal Day, So the question meme are on our Facebook page. Is it possible for ghosts and zombie to come from the same person? And the interesting thing is, I think it depends on the, na- this, the amount of soul that is left in the zombie, which is always, I feel like a point, some point in the movie, comic, TV show, whatever it is, that there's like that moral ground where everyone's like, oh, these are just in- soulless monsters that are just trying to kill people and shoot them and shoot them and shoot them and shoot them and shoot them. And, shoot them. and then finally, someone shows you that moment, right? where all of a sudden you get to see them play with a wind chime or flowers or, or butterflies. or they see someone, it feels like the light goes on for a second. And so it feels like there's always that moment where they try to use it as a moral choice. And if that's the case, then yes, right? But on the same standpoint, I guess you make the argument, if there's a little bit of soul left, did they technically die? Now, I don't know the rules of paranormal. I just think it's a fun thought exercise because when it came to zombie or ghost... I guess you could hold out hope that you, as a zombie, though mind, mostly a mindless part of a horde and just moving around, could survive, eventually be a cure, and you could potentially come back. But I feel that feels unlikely, right? Just doesn't feel like most of them in that way. You're either going to rule the world, be beaten as a zombie, or that's about it. It's those two options. And the ghost, while less physically able to do anything, at least I think would save your wit and humor and all that. Not much you could do. Be fun to me. Uh, You still have your faculties, as it were. So you had to pick, I think, ghost is the obvious answer. At the end of the day, call the second poll today, can a ghost and zombie come the same person? I'd like to say no, because I think there wouldn't be enough soul Left to create a full entity ghost. So maybe like shimmers or reflections. Or maybe essence of you left behind. But no. I don't think you could still be. I don't think you could be both. I think you'd be one or the other. Because also again if you retain some soul. Which a lot of those zombie content tries to say. Then I don't know that you could. You're technically dead then. You are just kind of changed and lost yourself. More like a, a disease that kind of erodes the brain. Either way. Fun exercise and it took me like three days to figure it out. After my brother tried to text me in the middle of my show and be like, Hey, what happens with this? No idea. Let me let me think about it. Debated eight on VFX. Okay, that's enough paranormal. How about just a, a memory or something awesome that would blow your mind? You went to a concert, grant let's let's put the caveat. No, no significant damage happens. But if you went to a concert and found out that it got so loud that it caused an earthquake. That'd be awesome, right? And really, I think there's only a few, very few artists that could pull it off, so I'm unsurprised who actually did it. We missed another earthquake. Now, don't worry, you didn't sleep through this one. You just might not have heard the news. And luckily, it was not one that was devastating because, thank goodness, AMs with AJ on VFX, but it was actually caused by a concert. And the fun thing is to see, like if I was to say there was some global superstar through threw a concert and it caused an earthquake in the United States, if you were not to Google it, if you weren't to look it up, any of that, who would come to mind? Because there's obviously only a few that I feel like have the, the dedication from the fans, could pack a stadium to that point, that that would be the case. And I think, you know, some of them just have... Had, like, Michael Jackson was one of the first to comes to mind. Obviously, he's moved on. And the answer, you're done thinking is Garth Brooks. He was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana this past weekend. He fit almost 103,000 fans into LSU Stadium, which is only the second largest, by the way, stadium concert in North American history. King George, George Strait, actually had almost 105,000 in uh, where the Cowboys paid, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. But there were so many people in there that was jamming out, having a good time. A seismograph on the campus recorded the earthquake and the song was the unofficial anthem for LSU fans when he played it, uh calling Baton Rouge, it caused a small earthquake. And I gotta tell you, you find out afterwards, because you have a good time, no damage happens, you're just able to shake, shake the game a little, shake the ground a little bit. That would be awesome. How would that not be one of your treasured memories? Not first of all, also to see Garth Brooks, because by all accounts, he's a sweetheart, he's a great performer, really genuinely cares about his fans. But to find out that it caused an earthquake, that is actually pretty cool. As long as it didn't do damage. Wanna clarify you again? I don't want to hurt anybody. And apparently that's the uh that stadium has actually caused an earthquake one other time. When LSU upset Auburn in 1988, caused the same thing. Uh known as the earthquake game, but by all reports, this is the first time an earthquake has been caused. By a musical event, and it goes to Garth Brooks. That is a feather in the cap for a man who's done just about everything at this point. In all honesty, speaking of doing just about everything, Mother's Day coming up. My behind on shopping, yes. Reminding you, hoping you learn from my failures. But with that being said, again, you know, a little bit, a little bit, the week of. But I, I I said something last week because I felt like it's a little bit cheesy. Little bit forced if you wait till that why I found something special for moms ahead of the weekend. Now, I said something last week going into Mother's Day because to me it feels like you don't want to get caught not having said something coming into this week because it forced contrived, right? Holiday that yes, the in essence, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, all the same to me. Hey, AMS with AJ at VFX. The bottom line core message of you should tell your partner you love him you should thank your mom you should thank your dad great commercialize a little bit but the lesson is still there so you try and do it in a way that doesn't feel forced like hey mom sorry it's your day I bought you card lotion right so not so selfish in my own feelings towards that, <laughs> that I wouldn't want moms to think I forgot them so I found something really special it's actually cool a friend made this It's called mommy song
1: she took me in at night she reads the stories every night and she hugs me a lot. She's nice and she listens to our problems and she just like, she helps us. Brown hair, um, like I said, beautiful. You taught me everything,
0: and everything you've given me. I always keep it inside. And you're the driving force in my life. Yeah.
1: Sometimes, well, all the time she um, she would get our clothes out um, for school she would get our breakfast get all our lunches and we would get in the car and go to school you were there for me
0: to love and care for me. When skies were gray, I was down, you were always there to comfort me.
1: caring loving um, she um, she's nice to us. She she does my hair. Sometimes if my dad's not home, she like reads us stories or something.
0: Shout out to the mothers. The one thing I think that was very clear to me as I got older, and granted not as a parent, shout out to the mothers who took the mission day one from birth of their child because being a parent biologically means something but being a parent in terms of what it actually means starts at that point so the sacrifice the rides the taking care of the kids when they're sick all of that stuff thank you for doing so to my own motherly figures and I'm lucky enough to have two one taught me a sense of I think self-importance in terms of taking self-care actually would be a better way to phrase it in terms of realizing yeah you can do stuff for yourself it's okay to to treat yourself, because if you don't treat yourself, how are you going to help anybody else out? You got to make sure home base is good before you can help out, in other words. And the other one, uh, I think, inspired the creative side of me, but more so fostered the short little pudgy kid who didn't like himself, didn't get along with anybody, had no sense of self-worth through elementary school, through middle school, fostered the confidence and the humor that is an iteration of what I am today to come out in high school and to find myself, and that's why high school I enjoyed and parts of college I enjoyed, minus the school part. It didn't do great in that. So thank you to both the motherly figures in my life. I hope, I hope that Mother's Day goes well. And I think as much as anything, I don't know about anybody else, my mom generally easier to shop for, I feel like, for the most part. More than anything else, I think mom's in the same thing as what everybody says dads want. Make a little bit of breakfast in bed, let them know you love them. And then let them just have the day, right? Who doesn't enjoy some time to themselves? VFX's Facebook roulette continuing to find fun things to put on the Facebook page, Utah's VFX. So when you wander over there, you don't think, oh my gosh, should I delete Facebook? No, it's a fun time. Utah's VFX across the board. And because I'm a nerd, not evident by the debated eight topic, which is on our Facebook page, can you get a ghost and a zombie from the same person? I land my friend Steve, who has a picture of a stormtrooper in the office, says May the 4th is a Jedi holiday. Some of us still have to work today. And I wish I had time to watch Star Wars. I really do. Though I can't feel bad. I'm going to, right? I don't want the Empire to win. Definitely going to watch some Star Wars at some point. But I I can't claim, like, nerd shortcomings because I now all of a sudden started watching D&D campaigns. Awesome. So, you know, you do what you can. But may the Force be with you. Utah's VFX across all social media. You can find podcasts, uh, anywhere podcasts are, uh, YouTube and Twitch, two of the places along with our social media for the after show where we may get, and eh, we'll see, we might get a little nerdy for the after show with Producer Butters and Meemaw. And then, of course, for myself, the AJ Knight. The weather is supposed to be decent today. It's supposed to be beautiful tomorrow. I, just, I want to continue to remind you, I know you can't predict in Utah, but Cinco de Miles tomorrow at the fairgrounds, the Cache County Fairgrounds. And it is supposed to be 72 and beautiful, and there's going to be music and food trucks and mechanical bowl and bounce houses, everything for the kids to have fun, everything for you to have fun, noon to 8 tomorrow. Hope to see you there. And until tomorrow for A.M.S. with HA on VFX, don't do anything I wouldn't do, and thanks for listening.